Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. Awesome. Although the years have changed now and we go by different names, I remember the sound of our roof in the rain. And my mind goes back in time to a place so far gone Where the love we left behind us was still new We were listening to a record on the end of your bed Not giving thought to where it was all going And I was right then and there so badly I could read your mind Just so I could know the things that you were knowing I believe, yes I do The hardest part is always leaving love behind I believe, yes I do That everything we lose Will be a gift in time But the hardest part is leaving love behind When it was time to say goodbye Those words came down like stones I admit for so long after It was hard to feel at home We would hear the highway song Shifting down in the night I was grateful that the echoes broke the quiet I believe, yes I do The hardest part is always leaving love behind I believe, yes I do That everything we lose will be a gift in time But the hardest part is leaving love behind time ago It's just a lesson learned in love It's not angry It's not sad Sometimes you gotta lose something to know what you have I believe, I believe Yes I do The hardest part is always leaving love behind
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Misfit Nation. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about those who truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or feel embarrassed by what's going on in your head to talk to your family or friends, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps to include the Military Broadcast Radio app. Check out our family of shows there, all led by veterans, all great shows. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, the stories of our great guests. Speaking of which, our next guest started out building apps with zero ability to write a single line of code, yet somehow figured out how to build an entire app development business. He works with high-level coaches, content creators, and entrepreneurs to put their idea into a tangible, sleek, and scalable app model. So without further ado, let's welcome Dan Hafner to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. Great to connect. And across this great country of ours, we're able to connect in a click of a button now instead of having to drive the, I guess, 13, 14 hours to get to Harrisburg from here. But it's great to see you here on on the Zoom squares here. So if you don't mind, Dan, tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you stumbled upon wanting to become an app developer and, and where you are now. Yeah, that was the power of technology. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's awesome. <clears throat> um, yeah, so thank you again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I love the title, Misfit Nation Motivation, by the way. Like I I really want to dive into what your your intro is because that that really that really rings a chord. That's really awesome. Um but yeah, uh, as, as you mentioned, I, I live here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, been moving around quite a bit, uh, which was kind of what led me into my own entrepreneurial venture. So I have a, a wife, she's in the medical field and we met in college. Uh, we've traveled around with her for residency to fellowship to, you know, for starting with medical school residency fellowship. So we've moved a lot. So as, as I tell a lot of people, it's, it's hard to hold down a job when you uh when you move all the time <laughs> so, so i was like all right i gotta figure this out i gotta make something work on my own because i just i can't i can't do this anymore um so i always had this kind of entrepreneurial bug and um one day i looked at my phone and i saw i had like i don't know probably 150 apps on my phone i was like huh i must li- i must like apps like you know I, they're, they're kind of neat um <clears throat> And I started using a couple, you know, like fitness ones and long story short, I was using it and trying to lose weight for a wedding and fit back into my tux that, that I was trying to, you know, get back in shape with. Um, and it was like, you know, I could probably, I like this app, but I think it could be better. I think there could be something different with it. So I just kind of dove into make, trying to make that better, just trying to make that different. Um, problem was I didn't have any money or ability to code. So I was like, huh how am I going to do this? This is kind of interesting. So um, part of my entrepreneurial start was kind of figuring out that problem in itself, like, you know, my own uh, limits, my own, you know, the things that I ran up against the walls I ran up against. So um, it's been quite the journey. I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like a lot of people think it might be, um, but it is a good time. And it's, it's really cool that I get to, you know, 
do my own thing, be my own boss, uh, set my own hours, work from where I want to work um, and be able not have to have the stress of, you know, like my wife and I were going to have to move next year again for her job. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice to not be stressing about uh, what am I going to tell my boss and what am I going to do for work and, and all this type of stuff? Cause I can just pick up my laptop and go wherever she goes, you know? So um, that's a little bit about me. An interesting fact, um, just as a little tidbit here, I live right across the street from three mile Island. Um, I know he said Harrisburg, but I actually live in Middletown. Um, and I like the towers, the, the new documentary that came out on Netflix recently. Um, I live right, like right across the street. There's like a road, like two roads and like a road that separates it. So uh, that's a little fun fact I like to throw into there. Um, that's if you, so if you notice if I'm glowing on the video, that that's why. <laughs> glowing personality about you. Maybe it's the water. So I mean, it's, Maybe. it's good that you recognize what listener and good thing your wife's in the medical field. Maybe she can help you out. Give you some, uh, advice on how not to get it to her yeah as well uh with the with the app business i mean i remember when i came back from korea in 2010 i went right to afghanistan and i had a bunch of young soldiers at that time and every time i asked them a question i say hey sergeant there's an app for that that was 2010 that's 12 years later and the apps world is it's blown up and at that time i think i had three apps on my phone because i really didn't know what they were because i was in korea for three years almost and I came back to the United States and then right to Afghanistan. So apps weren't a part of my world, but hearing him say that, I always laugh. And I always think about that when I, I see new apps. Oh, there's an app for that. There's an app for this. There's an app for that. In the market now, how saturated is the app market? It's pretty saturated, but it also depends on like what you're talking about, right? Like there's, I mean, the social network uh, field is pretty saturated. There's Facebook, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's all kinds of big players in that game. So if you're trying to get into that game, it's pretty tough. Um, you know, utilities, games, those types of things. Um, but if you're, you're trying to create something very niche, um, you know, the market can be wide open for a lot of ideas. Kind of like I mentioned in mine, um, the first one that I built was in the health and fitness field. And that's a pretty saturated market, right? Um, but the way that I was doing it was completely different. And the, the, the result that the app actually produced was unlike anything out there. Right. So that's really kind of the, the trick, the, like the key is a lot of people, I, I get people that pitch me on app ideas like every day. Right. And some of them are, are good. Some of them are like, well, there's kind of already something for that. Some of them are way out there. You know, um, like I once had a guy say he wanted an app to, correct him before he speaks to his wife and tell him you know like if something he could speak into is he going to get yelled at by saying this to his wife and i'm like i mean it's kind of a cool idea but i don't know if you could make that an app you know what i mean <laughs> um but but yeah i mean there's there's i think there's somewhere around two to three thousand new apps published every single day so it is it's a very saturated market but the the fail rate is very very high um, because a lot of people don't know how to market it. It's a lot, it's, it's, it, it really comes down to marketing. It's just like, um, if anyone's familiar with like funnels or websites or things like that, like, you know, you, anybody can build a website, anybody can build a product, anybody can build anything, but if you don't put it in front of people correctly, I mean, it, it might as well not exist. You know what I mean? So that's kind of one of the differentiators. Um, and that's something I started I, I helping people with was I realized after I built some for people and they didn't really get any results i was like why and i was like oh because they're not marketing it so i was like well maybe i'll figure that out too um so so yeah really it, it, i guess my answer is it depends it depends on what what you're looking to do and, and what what your idea is standing and 
I believe I, I've, I've seen a few like a, for the, mobile, the military broadcast radio that they have an app. And I'm sure most radio stations have apps now. And uh, I'm sure that uh, that that population is growing and growing and people are just saturating their own apps and kind of crushing their own apps by putting so much into them. Because an app is supposed to be like just a portal basically off your phone to go somewhere else. And I think a lot of people are putting too much into what they're building. And then, like you said, they fail because they put too much into it or not enough. And there's no sweet spot that they know to hit right away. That's a that's a very good point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, a lot of people um, that I work with, they get they get all like just like that. They have this one idea, and then they they think they st- their mind starts going crazy. They're like, oh, we could put this in there. We could do this, and it could do this, and it could do that, right? But you think about some of the most useful apps on your phone. What do they do? They do one thing. Like they do one thing, and they do it really really well. You know what I mean? Um, like there was, there was an app I used to use. I don't know if I have it anymore, but it was, um, you could, it was like a replacement for, a um, like a tape measure. So you could tell the distance you would, it would like, you could point it at the wall over here and then point it at the wall over here. And it would tell you the like exact distance between there, right. In inches or feet or centimeters or whatever you wanted it to be. Um, I don't, I, I think it was pretty accurate. Um, but I mean, it did, that was all it did. Like that was the one purpose of it. So it was super useful. It wasn't like I was going on there to post my status updates or anything. Like I needed it for, for that purpose. And then I was like, okay, that that's what it is. You know? Yeah, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that app before. It might've been just called measure me or something like that or measure it. Or yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And, and of course, many other people tried to develop the same exact thing and, just throw them out there. But like you said earlier, they don't market and they wind up falling down the, the store, the store list until you don't see them anymore. Yeah. And I think another piece of it too, um, and this, this kind of goes with, with business as well as um, it also has to do with experience. Like if you, if you have a bad experience with using an app or a website or anything, like you're probably not going to use it again. You know what I mean? So if it's, if it's clunky, if it's hard to understand, if you get lost, it's hard to click on or you click on things and they don't work, um, which happens a lot in like junk apps, right? Like you click on something, you're like, why won't this work? Like that's a bad experience. And then you're just going to delete it and move on with your life. Right. Um, so that's one thing that, that I try to like really take pride in and, and try to figure out it to the best of you know what we can do is making sure that everything works. There's no dead links. There's no um, there's no confusion. Like it actually makes sense to walk through it. And that goes a long way. Like that, that's actually a very, um, a very good tip. I think as far as like, even in just in business and with working with people, if, if you have a bad experience with someone, you remember that. But if you have a good experience with someone, you remember that too. And you're, and you're likely to come back. You're likely to buy again or, or do whatever. Right. So. You don't usually remember anything that happens in the middle. If it's just average, yeah, I went. I went there that day. I think it was dead cold beer. It was good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Usually, is there? We had a listener uh, you know, pre question here: Are apps expensive to make, and how much would they cost if someone says, "Hey, I need to make an app to sell my fitness business"? We'll just stay with fitness for now. I'll yeah, have- no, that's a that's a good question. Um, so that was part of what I found when I was going down the route right of my first one was I was, I was trying to figure out, I was like, oh, I can build it myself. And then, so I took like a couple coding classes and was like, ah, that's, that's like learning a new language. That's, that's not for me. If that's your cup of tea, then great. If not, then like me, I'm like, nah. Um, but then I started 
reaching out to agencies and people online and telling them about the, my idea. And um, they came back with like $100,000 price tags, $150,000 price tags. And I was like, <laughs> cool story, bro. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, like a lot of times, depending on what you want to do, um, it can be very, very expensive, right? And that's kind of where where I found the the solution that I use for my business. There's this new thing called no code or low code, right? Where you don't have to learn how to code and you can do it like for a fraction of that $100,000 price tag. And you can do it quickly because it's just drag and drop. It's point and click. It's if you can, if you can figure out, you know, like a, like how to build a website kind of like, or like, you know, WordPress, things like that. If you have at least a little bit of technical, technical capability, you can, you can figure it out. I figured it out. Right. Like I'm <laughs> not the brightest guy in the world. Um, so, um, so my, so the answer is, again, it depends. Like if you really want to go the custom route and build like the next Facebook, yeah, that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Right. But if you want to build something like for your fitness business, um, for a coaching business or, or whatever, um, no, it doesn't have to be very expensive because you can cut down the time and the maintenance that's needed by using those tools. Right. Um, and even, but in that, that, what you said earlier was interesting. Like, don't put too much in it. You can still put a decent amount of things in it because there's templates. There's, there's things that are already ready to go for you that you can, that give you like, they do almost 90% of the work for you. You just plug in your stuff, you know? Um, so that's like a game changer. That's a, that's a huge game changer for a lot of people because it's, it's lowered the bar to entry. You, and you can come in and compete with the big guys on a low budget. You know what I mean? And, and quickly, and you really can. That's not just hyperbole. Like you actually can. I've seen it done. Um, so yeah, that's my answer, I guess. Again, it, it depends. <laughs> I've learned that in the software world. That's that's usually the best blanket answer you can give when, when somebody asks a question. It depends. <laughs> if you give a lot of information, you can come back and say, well, it, it still depends. But it still depends. <laughs> and you also mentioned websites <laughs> like WordPress and building websites What's the difference between the mobile website and the app? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, I mean, you want to make sure, like, if you do have a website, that it is mobile friendly, right? Like, almost, I think, 60, maybe a little higher than 60% of all of all traffic is on our phones. Like, it's it's just, if you if you set up a website on your laptop it, it, and it, you don't check if it works on your phone, it's not going to be fun. Um that's a bad experience, right? A bad, a bad thing for people when they, when they land there. Um, but I was, I was like to explain it like this, like a website is something you drive people to, right? If you have a website, if you have a business, um, you know, it was back in like the nineties to two thousands, it was like, you got to have a website. You got to have a website, right? It's almost becoming like apps are kind of the next thing. I think over the next 10 to 15 years, people are going to be like, you got to have an app. Like you, like, why are you, why are you behind the time so much? Right. Um, and it's not just because I have an app business. Like that's literally like stuff I read every single day. Um, but a website is something you put out there and you drive people to, and it's passive, right? It, all it can do is really, you can collect leads on there. You can showcase your information and that's kind of about it, right? Um, an app can be the same thing where you can drive people to it. They download it. They're actively doing something, but then your app allows you to actually market to them like you can actually use it as an active marketing tool because you can go out there into the world and send people notifications and send them reminders for different things like a, web, a mobile website can't really do that right it's still just kind of like 
passive, right? And then the other the other big thing is, you know, how many websites do you have as an icon on your on your phone, right? Probably none. Um, there there are ways you can do that, but if you got a cool little, you know, uh, Misfit Nation little logo or like or whatever on your phone, that's a lot easier to access. And like, what was what was their website again? Oh crap, I can't remember. Right? Like, so that's that's a difference to think about too. Um, so those are kind of the main ones. That's a good way to put that there too. Uh, if I can have my Misfit Nation icon everywhere, that'd be amazing. But uh, still growing and I have to learn and grow with that as, as I go. <laughs> so it'd be great yeah. to have that icon on everyone's phone someday. Even just yeah. to high five every once in a while on there. So we're talking about getting people to come in and hit that high five. What's interesting ways to grow your funnel, grow your pipelines to your to your app, to your website? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's there's a million different things you can do. Um, I like I like coming on here, um, doing podcasts. Honestly, it's like it's kind of my jam. That's why I, like I go on things where we like where we met, like on you know podcasting forums and stuff like that. Um, and then kind of just coming on here and being able to plug an app that I have, right? Like instead of just being like, hey, go to my website or go to this funnel I have, just plugging plugging the app, right? Um, there are a lot of organic ways that you can grow it. I'm sorry. Can you hear my my dog in the background? I don't hear. No? Okay, cool. They're like playing with toys over here. So <laughs> I can't really kick them out at the at this point. I'm already seated. Um, but um, but yeah, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, the marketing. Um just, you know, I, I like, I love to go on podcasts. I love to go on Facebook live shows. Um, there's a lot of cool organic things you can do. It's almost like SEO for a website, you know, search engine optimization, um, except doing it um, th through the app store, right? Because um, I mean, that can lead to a lot of downloads, a lot of opt-ins, a lot of eventual, you know, sales and list building and stuff like that. Um, and you can run ads to apps. You can do all kinds of different things, right? You can get uh, people on TikTok to promote your stuff. You can do cool little short videos about things. There are there are a hundred different ways to do it. You know what I mean? Um, it just kind of depends on what you, again, there's that word, those two words. It depends. Um, depends on what you're comfortable with, what you're good at and what you can do. Um, you know, my strategy is just like this, like coming on the podcast and then being like, download the mobile domination app. Like that's, that's what works, what, what works for me. Right. Um, because then people hear it and they go and download it and they check it out and they're like in my world. So it's, it's kind of fun. It's just, it's, it's a, a fun thing that I like to do. The easy way to turn them towards you as well. Like, like you said, uh, doing uh, show swaps and stuff like that, like a lot of podcasters do now to kind of throw yeah. both sides of the microphone. So like right now I'm, I'm in the control of the mic, I guess we'd like to call it here on in the business, I guess. But if we swapped and you'd be in control, you point me, hey, where where should people go to find you? The Misfit Nation. That's the best place to go. Yeah. Like you just dropped the mm -hmm. Global Domination. You have to name your podcast as well. I didn't even breach that in there. I didn't even talk about that in the opening, but I forgot to add that in there. But he is a podcaster. Uh, Dan is a podcaster as well. And Mobile Dom Domination is, is a show. Definitely check it out. And tell us a little bit about your show, how you how you started that and, and what the end state of that is. What's the, the goal of that show? Yeah. Um, so the show's actually in a transitionary period. It's, it's, I, I like that you brought that up because for a long time, for almost 300 episodes, it had a completely different name. Uh, it's called the Run Your Day podcast. So if you go through and you go back a few episodes, you'll probably hear that. 
um, just to uh, avoid any confusion. Um, I actually started that podcast um, as a compliment with the first app that I was building because um, it was a running app and I wanted to run your day and that kind of thing. Um, and it was supposed to be kind of running advice, different things, you know, coaching tips and things like that. Then I realized I didn't really know a whole lot about that. Um, and here I was trying to build, you know, something like that. Um, but what it gravitated into being was I, I, you know, people always ask online, like, what can you just talk, talk about for 30 minutes with no preparation? Um, for me, that was uh, motivational stuff. Um, you know, self, self-improvement, um, self-development type of stuff. Um, I've always been, I realized before I started my podcast, like I'm that guy that you might see like walking down the street, just talking to himself. Um, and I used to be conscious about that, but now I just like, don't care. I just, I just do like, I'll be walking down the street with my dog, just like <laughs> talking to myself, like out loud, not like, not like, you know, whispering, but like out loud. And I was like, I see some really cool stuff. Like I should, I should, you know, it, it's a, it's a, uh, personality bias, I guess, like everything you, you say, everything is important. Right. Um, but I just was picked up the, I just got on anchor one day and I could just, it was literally so easy. I just clicked a button. I just my, like the first, I don't know how many episodes I just recorded like this up to my mouth, you know, with, with my phone. Um, but then eventually when I switched over into, you know, the app business and, and doing that kind of stuff, and I was still doing the run your day podcast. I was like, well, it's like motivational podcast, but I'm doing like business stuff. So it doesn't really mesh. So I recently changed it to mobile domination with the app. Um, and the whole goal of it is to bring on guests and talk about things that they do either when they have apps or um, even uh, we've talked to some people recently about, you know, tips for optimizing your LinkedIn profile for like lead generation um, or, uh, you know, like ways to the lead generation on Facebook or just different things you can do inside of existing apps to art, to grow your business as well. Um, so it's not just about that stuff, but then some of it's, you know, about different tips and tricks and, and client testimonials and all that kind of stuff too. Um, so yeah, it's kind of going through a little bit of a rebirth, but it's all, it's good. It's fun. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what the show is. I'm sure when you're, you're walking your dogs and talking out loud, people might think you're just talking to your dogs too and not just to yourself. So that, that helps out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what's stranger <laughs> talking to yourself or talking to your dog. I don't, either way, I don't care. So whatever. <laughs> or you can just play through my island. It's, it's right there too. That's why you do it. So yeah. You have, you have, enough, you have enough outs there to get out of that one. And yeah. with the, the run your day podcast, because you, you had your running fitness, your running app, your running fitness app. Uh, what was your favorite distance to run? Um, I really, I love five Ks. Um, honestly, I've, I've done a couple of half marathons. I've never cracked the marathon distance. I would love to love to actually do that. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. I want to try a triathlon someday too. That was one of my goals this year, but I'm pretty far behind on training for that because I've been working so much. But um, I loved 5Ks. I used to run, um, I used to use those as training for like, even when I was playing college football and stuff like that. And there was, you know, I'd usually, I could pick up, um, this was 10 years ago when I was in way better shape and played football. Uh, but I could just pick up like, a, I would Google like a 5K on a Friday and it would show up on Saturday morning and just run it, you know, just um, I, I love to 5Ks. They're they're short. They're 
they're fun to do. You can be over in a half hour and it's a good, it's a good distance. It's not like, you know, the first time I ran a half marathon, I, I couldn't walk straight for like three days. Um, but you know, cause that's why I like five K's. I'm like, ah, you know, by, by afternoon, I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. So I'm a little more of a short, short distance guy. When I first started running the, uh, besides what the army told me to do, the 5k, we refer to that as the puke run because everyone would go out there and do everything they could to blaze out. And then they'd burn out about mile two and then they'd be hacking before they get to the finish in 5k. But I, I fell into that sweet spot of the half marathon. I love the half marathon distance because after I actually trained for one, I, I stopped having the pains that you're talking about. But the first yeah, one, yeah. I had zero training for it. I just went out and ran it. And uh, big mistake, Me too. huge, huge. I understand the pain. Uh, yeah, marathon, I did the same thing. Seven marathons now, and a lot of them are, uh, most of them are after I got wounded. So it's a different, different feeling, a different speed. The first one I ran was before wounding, getting wounded, and I had no problems at all. After that, all kinds of problems. So, but I, I still do them just to do them because I can still do them. Yeah. Uh, as far as apps, my first marathon I ran, I forgot to turn my app on to have music the whole time. So I had my my iPod on, didn't turn on turn on music for mile 16 because I was so pumped up. And I said, oh, that was a waste of a 16 miles right there. I don't know what just happened. I was adrenaline, just <laughs> go and push you through it. So that's one way to get through that for motivation right there. Just forget why you're there and just run, I guess. <laughs> that is, I mean, honestly, that's part of the draw of running is that you can just kind of turn your brain off eventually. You know what I mean? Like once you hit a certain distance, it just becomes like almost my meditative, you know what I mean? I think that was part of the draw for it for me. Cause I never even, I never really even ran until like, like I said, I played college football. Um, I played high school baseball and football. I never ran. I, I ran like I went out for cross country in middle school. I quit after the first day. Cause I was like, screw this. This is not fun. I puked everywhere. Um, but as I got older, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I was over the gym. I just didn't really want to lift weights anymore. Um, and running just kind of became like a, a, it's almost like a therapeutic, you know, meditative type of deal that you can just kind of go at your own pace and just kind of turn your brain off. You know, it's just, it's not, it's, that's why I like it. Find your inner Zen. That's what, that's what I like to do too, just so you can escape and just escape everything and just go and it might hurt. Yeah. But it, it'll, it'll go away. And when you stop yeah. here with some of your buds and you talk about something else like sports or something else at the end of the day. So, I mean, that, that's two that's two things that we have in common. That's how you lured me in with drink beer, running dogs. I have four dogs. You obviously have at least two that are sitting there playing toys, you said. So, it's, it's a, two connections there. But if you had to give advice to entrepreneurs that uh, they're growing and they want to expand their, their reach, their business, what are the three things would you tell them to do to get that lead generation or maybe even design an app? Three things. Hmm. Um, I was prepared for one. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, three things, man. Um, find uh, a lot of people. I think I did this mistake. I tried to be everywhere all at once um, before I before I mastered one thing, right? And by that I mean like I tried to be. I set up Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and YouTube channels and podcasts and. And then I never did any of them because it was overwhelming. I would sit down and I was like, if I wanted to post to all these things in one day, it would literally take me all day. Like there's no way I could, I could do it. Right. So I even just turned off, like I turned off TikTok, I turned off all YouTube stuff. Like I just was like, screw it. I don't want to do it. 
Um, so master one channel, master one channel of getting uh, masterful in, in, in leads and content, you know, specific before you reach out to more, right? Like I actually, I took a break from podcasting um, because I found that I just found better prospects, clients, and, and people on Facebook. So I just got really good at lead generation on Facebook. You know, that's, that's what it was. And then I, once I had that, you know, plate spinning, I moved over to podcasts and I started being like, okay, I'm just going to do some podcasts. I'm going to get booked on podcasts. I'm going to get my show going again and, and generate leads that way. Right. So I got two going and now I'm thinking about a third one and I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to dive into to LinkedIn or if I want to dive into, you know, diff, you know, different things like that. Um, I, I have my app and, and all that stuff going as well. Um, but yeah, just, you know, master one before you go and do another one, I think is, is the key. Um, and I think um, as far as when it comes to, you know, lead generation and, um, and what to do, I think, I think content like this is really where people connect with you and learn more about you um, instead of just posting short reels or TikToks or, or things like that. I think this, this type of relational stuff, like especially live videos and podcasts, I think are my two favorite things to do um, because, you know, Facebook rewards live videos more. So you get more reach and people can see your face and engage with you and learn more about you. And then why I love podcasts so much is you get to be in the ear of people. You get to, you know, you might be listening to this while you're walking or running or driving or, or whatever. And it's a very intimate way to, to market to people, to, to really get in there and, and show who you are and be real with people, you know? And, um, that's, that's why I love it. Um, so that's two. I'm trying to think of a third. Um, I mean, when it comes to an app specifically, if that's, you know, if that's a route that you want to go, um, I, you know, I even, I hate to say this cause I don't want to market against myself or, or shoot myself in the foot, but some people don't need one. You know what I mean? Some people aren't ready for that at, at the stage of business that they're in. You know, I've worked with a few people early on in my career that they just looking back, they were not ready for it. They didn't have the content. They didn't have the systems in place to be able to handle that because it really can be something that just like is like gasoline fuel for your business, right? It's, just, it's, it's one place you can dump all of the stuff you're doing and you can put your funnels, you can put your content, you can put your upsells, you can put your membership stuff, you can do everything in there. Um, but some people just aren't ready for it because they don't have all that stuff and trying to, to duct tape it all together when you, when you, when it's all over the place is a lot harder than just being like, Oh, it's in one box and we're just going to like put it all in one box. You know what I mean? Um, so, so I would say probably don't even think about doing an app until you're at least a little bit established. Honestly, is kind of my best advice for that. You get your feet out of the, the low water and you're actually walking a little further ahead of yourself then develop the app and, and get that out there. So that way, because you have to market that as well, as well, along with the rest of your business on to those people who don't use apps or still might use a flip phone for some reason. So you kind of cut yourself out. Right. 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 <laughs> and how does someone get in contact with you to either have you on their show or to hire you to develop an app for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can go to dappermobileapps.com. Um, that is our, that is our website. 
D-A-P-P-E-R, uh, mobile apps with an S.com. Um, or like I like to mention as well, you can download the mobile domination app. Um, it's a, it's a really cool, it's on, um, app, the Apple app store or Google play, just type in mobile domination. Um, you see my beautiful, ugly face on there. And, um, and we actually, it's really cool. Cause there's some free resources in there. There's some content. I actually go live inside of the app every Thursday, um, with like, you know, quick 10 to 15, 20 minute, um, you know, free trainings, content, whatever you want to call them. Um, so we have a lot of different ways. We have a mastermind that we walk people through of building an app, or we can just build it for you. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to do that, but I would say those are probably the best ways to get in touch with me is, is either dappermobileapps.com or the mobile domination app. Awesome. Dan, thanks for taking some of your time to hang out with us here and, and chat with the Misfit Nation, giving them tips and tricks and, uh, show them a, a way to be better with their businesses, or if they want to actually get an app to the right arrow of where to go to. Yeah. Thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate it. I know we never got to talk about the, uh, the beginning. Um, but when you were, when you were talking about the intro, I was like, man, that's, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's awesome that, you know, you talk about like, you know, with veterans and going through dark places and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been through a lot of dark places in, in my life mentally as well. And I mean, I, I have ups and downs and, and things I'm even going through right now to this day that I still fight with. And, and I, and I really love, you know, what you do and, and how you, you put that message out there. Um, so, so well done on the show. I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely awesome. Thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. I appreciate that, Dan. And, uh, again, thanks for taking some of your time tonight. Come on and lure me in with the tagline of drink beer, running dogs. That got me in there that lured me right in and we became connected. So it's awesome. And uh, get in touch brother. And we didn't even get to talk about beer. I know just a little bit. We said something, one thing about beer. <laughs> Maybe next episode. <laughs> Maybe next time. All right. Thank you again. Appreciate it. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Nation.
about her. I wear a ring without her. Don't wanna hit the karaoke bar, can't sing without her. So make them drink strong, cause brother C's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause if she ain't ever coming back 